Welcome to the Attract and Stand Out podcast by my mom, Darlene Holly. You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Attract and Stand Out podcast. My name is Darlene Holly, and I am so excited for today's guest. We're going to be talking to Cootie Mac. He is a here. He's reinvented himself as the root of "Be Your Best Daily" philosophy and of his personal story. After more than fifteen years of building a successful career as a music industry executive, he he desired to build a new career that aligned most closely with his life's personal mission: helping others. And he's done this through food, nutrition, um, and as a personal trainer. So welcome to the show. It's so, I'm so glad to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks, Darlene. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So before we dive too far in though, I just want to check in. How are you doing? Like we're at the beginning of 2021. It's been a roller coaster year. We're actually coming up on um, at the time of this recording, we're coming up on right about a year when the world kind of closed down on us. So how are you feeling? How, you're do- how are you doing? And I know you're in D.C., so I'm sure a lot's been going on up there. Yeah. A lot's been going Typical answer that people would want to hear, especially given the, the framing of being in the D.C. area in 2020 and COVID. I'll be honest. Uh, most of last year, aside from the very legitimate um, oof, upheaval that everybody, that the world went through, COVID, uh, I've been fortunate in the sense that personally, I haven't been affected by COVID in terms of me getting sick or my family, my, my nuclear family. Um, I have had uncles that were hit with COVID, they all survived, but it was touching aunts, cousins, friends, uh, clients. Um, Well, actually friends of clients. And no, no, clients, geez, I I forgot about that. Clients, and I from the very beginning saw firsthand how devastating COVID could be. A year ago, when it was all brand new and it wasn't, you know, we still didn't didn't even know what the 19 and COVID stood for yet. And, and I had friends that were like going down and it was, and the doctor, when doctors are bewildered, that's not a good sign. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be on a plane, oops, (laughs) like, like when a doctor going on and you're at, at their mercy and they just send you home and say, good luck. That's, oof. So, I mean, so 
and I guess I'm learning more and more that I'm an empath. So I wasn't going through it, but I was going through it. And the thing that helped me take COVID seriously, honestly, was that I saw when COVID first came about, when I first heard it, 2019-ish, something like late, late February, early March, you know, I, like everybody else, thought it was like another thing like, you know, SARS or, or the flu, whatever. And honestly, not being arrogant, but just being confident in my lifestyle and the choices that I make in terms of nutrition and my immune system and my habits, I wasn't worried about it at all. Even, even right now, I'm not as worried about it as other people would be. That said, what I did take very seriously was within a, within a week of being made aware of COVID, I, I was still training. I'm one, of those, I'm one of those people in the gym that's very, even before I was a trainer, I cleaned everything before I used it and everything after I used it, you know? Uh, and so when COVID came, I just got gloves, Lysol, masks, before I even were talking about masks, it was just like, hey, look, I'm gonna keep working because I don't let anything stop me from working and helping people get healthy. And I was just spraying the air with Lysol and all kinds of stuff, but within a week, I got introduced to the notion of uh, uh, being an air And I sat and looked at the, I'm blessed that I have a ton of clients that range the gamut in age from almost 90 down to college age, you know, co-ed. And I'm bouncing between gyms and houses and places and people and my own family. And my father um, had been critically ill uh all of 2019 literally like i saw him die four times he's still here he, he's actually doing better now than he was in, tw in 2018 <laughs> he's he's doing great right now but my point being that i was i still help him out i could self being on the news where they go bybd trainer cootie mac train these people and they all got sick and and I was not that happen. I take people's health and, 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 and well-being so seriously. That's why I do what I do. And so it would run absolutely counter to who I am and what I'm about to be like, well, I'm going to be fine. So I'm just going to keep moving around amongst people and good luck to them. That's not how I operate. And so because of that, because of that, I shut everything down immediately and I went to virtual training. Yeah. And honestly, from a business perspective, it's I skyrocketed because I'm fortunate enough to be able to be on platforms like yours, television, radio, satellite radio, etc. And before all that was get me more fans. Yeah. <laughs> now I could train anybody anywhere because I was virtual. So for me, it was a blessing. Like now, because of COVID. So I do take seriously the 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 devastation that COVID has reaped across the planet um family and, and and friends of clients but personally i've been doing fine yeah. um now you know lifetime runs away but when everybody's complaining about 2020 i'm like 2020 has been great for me <laughs> and then 2021 came and some personal things just came and kicked me right in the teeth <laughs> yeah. you know you're not you're never past you know get taken a loss. So there's that too. But, you know, if anything, what has taught me more than ever is drill down on what I preach.
preach to other people and um, to practice it, which I try to, which I do anyway. But even more so now, I think it's given me an even more intimate connection with people who just aren't where they want to be. Because when I look at my situation, I can find a way to relate and, you know, and synergize the message. And I think it brings even more authenticity out of me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you sharing for all that with us because it's it's been a wild year and some people have struggled, but there's also been so many beautiful things that I feel like have come out of the past year, like just the ability to connect at deeper levels with family and to like really turn inward and figure out who the heck you are and what you want to do and how you want to show up to make an impact in the world and like go back to your value system and what your mission and your vision really is for your business is such a key piece of this past yes. year for so many people. And I can totally relate to what you were talking about, about like being an empathetic person, like being an empath, like we can easily hold on to like everybody else's feelings and their emotions and the things that are going on. So um, it's been a wild year for those of us that feel deeply and really connect and have like that sensitive soul. Yes. So yeah, I can completely yes. relate. But How yeah, are you? I'm doing amazing. Yeah, it, I, I'm very much like you. Like it's been right. a very blessed year and I can't complain. Like other than I'm so tired of being home and I can't wait to travel somewhere, like anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't complain. Right. But yeah. Your travel I, is a way of life. Um, go ahead. No, sorry. Our internet's a little laggy today, so we might talk about each other just a tiny bit. Oh yeah, no worries. I was saying travel. Yeah, travel is a way of life for me. I'm, 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 you know, I came to this country as an immigrant. I was born in the UK. My father's Nigerian. My mother's Nigerian of British descent and association. So travel has always been just a way of life. And it has been really strange, like not have been anywhere. I mean, not even domestically, not have been anywhere for a year and some change. And, uh, and I think about it as, stuff like vaccines are rolling out and becoming more available to everybody. I wonder, I'm also, I'm bouncing around a little bit, but I'm also a lot of teams that are not in my local jur jur jurisdiction. So I have no problem traveling. I had no problem traveling to go to game concerts or whatever the case may be. And that was very much a part of my social outlet. And now I just wonder, like, like I'm a season six, holder for the Philadelphia they sent me a, a notice like hey we're going to start opening up the arena and letting some people come in can't wait to see you and I was just like I'm not ready for that <laughs> you know what I mean like, I was like I'm not ready to do that and I really want to go but I'm not I, but when faced with the actual do I put some money down towards that I'm not ready for that yet so I'm interested in when I will be I'm not really sure exactly what I need to see or hear that to happen but you know talking about travel and things of that nature I look forward to it I man I don't know when it's going to be yeah I, I'm totally with you and it's, it's going to be one of those things where the world might open back up but everybody's going to have their different level of comfort and like reacclimation to what that actually looks like so yeah it's going to be interesting because as much as I want to hop on a plane and go anywhere right now I'm not actually ready either so <laughs> we'll keep you updated when we're going to start traveling mm -hmm. <laughs> But Cootie, I yeah, would love I to hear, I, I would love to hear your story. Take us back. Like when you first realized, like you had this entrepreneurial spirit in you and you wanted to go off and start this amazing business. 
what did that look like? What were you doing? And kind of what brought you to where you're at today? Wow. So I talked about my father before and, and his health and uh, the episode in 2019, second, so he had where he was critically ill. Rewind, oof, well over a decade previous, he almost took him out. At the time, none of us extended family realized he had blood pressure issues, so we didn't know what it was. We just knew that he um, wasn't feeling well. He's having these weird kind of spells because there's so many, like I said, we're immigrants, so there's so many doctors and pharmacists and nurses in the family. So of course, it's the, the, the reaction is take him to the hospital, take him to the doctor. And he goes to the doctor and he's feeling fine. He's talking just the way I'm talking to you now. But when they take his blood pressure, it is such an abnormally high number that if you cut it in half, it would be high blood pressure. They couldn't even believe he was alive. And that turned into him being in the hospital from that moment, being in the hospital for about, uh, I think 10 straight days. And in that 10 straight days, I was by his side and he flatlined twice. Um, now he got stabilized, everything got you know, sort of brought back to normal. But in the span of those 10 days, I, I went to his house and just threw out anything that could remotely trigger his high blood pressure. Whatever he had in the fridge or cupboard, it was in the trash. And I started studying, uh, I studied like literally nutrition, a textbook standpoint, took a course, got certified in textbook standard nutrition, simply because I wanted my dad to live. And you know, how it is when you get new information, that's good information, you want to spread it. So as I'm learning all these new things, I'm telling people, man, did you know if you eat this and do this and do this and do this? And I was always sort of the healthier guy. Like when I look back on who I was versus who I am now, that guy was sort of healthy. I'm way healthy to the field. <laughs> you know, I was the healthy guy. I was the guy who worked out as a habit and didn't think anything of it. I was the guy who ate more vegetables. Well, I still ate meat a lot and I'm still not a vegan, but I still ate regularly, but I didn't do as many starchy carbs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. All the blatant stuff that you know you're not supposed to do was typically the way I ate say do have a sweet tooth so dessert was you know that's, never that's, off limits that's totally right. <laughs> <laughs> hey we're, we're in this together yeah all that i as a lay person i worked out more than most people as a lay person i was way more nutritionally aware than most people and um i was in the music business as you mentioned in the intro and at this point i had segue from being an executive to working in management and the artist that I was managing or co-managing at the time, um, we kind of hit a space where we couldn't go any further until we got a new record deal. The new record deal was being stymied by the old record label. We had toured as much as we could and we needed a new project to introduce new songs and new energy to get people excited about booking this guy for shows. And uh, at the time, I met uh, the woman that I eventually married and I knew, and I won't have control over my income because the thing about management is that you get a percentage. So if the artist decides not to move or not to take a deal, then, and I was, while well, I love music and I love the music business, even now I still vote for the Grammys. I'm still on the Grammy board, but, um, but uh, I didn't like 
the subjectiveness of of someone else being able to say whether or not I got paid, got a raise, any of that kind of stuff. I wanted to be able to just harness it for myself. So I was at a crossroads and a friend of mine was a personal trainer, a really successful one. And I'd never even thought about personal training. He saw me working out in the gym one time. And at this point, because I was known in my circle of friends as the healthy one, anytime somebody wanted to work out, they'd come with me. And I just was like, okay, this is what I do. <laughs> and it works for me. So if you want to do it, you can do it too. And I work out by myself tra traditionally. So if you want to work out with me, the more the merrier, come on. And I didn't pay attention to the fact that I slowly but surely was building this entourage of people who would come to the gym with me. But the gym noticed. <laughs> so people in the gym, the gym managers and the gym and the gym trainers were like, hey, man, you can't train in here. We've got our own trainers. You can't train in here. And I was like, working out, working out. We'll swear. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not getting paid. And then one of the trainers pulled me aside. was just like, you're not a trainer? And I was like, no. And he's like, eat to be. And I was like, man, trainers don't make money. You must get out. He's like, man, because what he was telling me was that everybody else in the gym, like when trainers were training their clients in this gym, they would look at, at I was doing, say, why aren't we doing what he does? Why aren't we doing what they do? I want to do that. So that's how the attention was being attracted. I didn't even know. I was just in my corner, just doing my thing with my friends or my or friends of friends. So all that said, I'm uh, fast forward. I decided to give it a go, thinking it'll just be something seasonal till the management thing kicks in. And as soon as I hit the market as a trainer, it just took off. It just took off. I, I you know, just word of mouth. You know, I started getting clients left and right. The clients were having success stories. They were the kind of testimonials that, that to this day, I still post as evidence because even I can't believe it sometimes about me. And in that, you start to find out that you've got a gift. And when you understand what your purpose is in life and you understand, and mine is helping people. And all of a sudden I was doing something that was legitimately helping people's lives improve and once i owned that it was hard to unsee and it was hard to shake and i've been doing this ever since yeah thank you so much for sharing that i love how like so many entrepreneurs go out searching for what their passion is and it sounds like your passion like snuck up and found you without you even looking for it which is so, so cool <laughs> because there's nothing better than doing work that you love and it not feeling like work, right? Like you were working, even though you didn't know you were working at the time. And that's like the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship when you can just like really encompass like what it is that you love doing and show up and really shine in that atmosphere. And it sounds like that's what you've been able to, to accomplish so far. Yeah, yeah, it's been a blessing. It's been an absolute blessing to be able to help people and you, you approach the gig the way I approached the gig because there's a split second I remember where I was like okay I gotta get money so I start chasing money and everything just crashed I mean just crashed miserably and then I went back to I gotta help people and everything that with the rest of the stuff has found its way to me yeah, absolutely. I love that you say that. I was just having a conversation recently with a client and we were talking about the exact same thing about how when you can work for your passion and like the mission and helping other people, 
like the compensation comes because of that. But when we do it in the opposite direction and we're like so focused on making money, we forget and we lose focus of the fact that like we, why we're actually here and like what we love to do and why we do it. So it's such an important like reframe for so many people too. like do what you love doing, help other people, be kind, be amazing. And the money follows. Like when you show up as your true authentic self and just shine, like, oh, it's such a beautiful blessing. But when you're like yeah. money hungry and you're like starving and you're like going after everything with that, like, um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for, but like that like hunger that doesn't satisfy, then it's it's just not as rewarding. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing. It's, it's an insatiable uh, uh, pursuit. Uh, it, I, I'm fortunate in that I train a lot of people that are senior level executives, business owners, go-getters. And, it's, and when I'm and tapping into their mentality has been easy because, you know, working in the music business is a bunch of people that are like that. And so when I, when I come across the, the, and I have a lot of good people that I train and, and people who actually have a number like, okay, you know, if I make this much, I'm good. Not that I don't want any more, but I know that if I make this much, I don't have to worry about making that much. And having those kind of conversations, I mean, I, you know, it's America, it's a capitalist society. So, I mean, the chasing a dollar kind of comes, it's reinforced everywhere you go. I like money. I don't want to be, I want to be very clear. I mean, you know, the way that you know, I eat and the way I pay for where I live and everything definitely comes down to capital. And I, and I, and I don't want to get shorted on any of that. How, what I have found is when I've led with help as the exchange, it's always an abundant thing that I, I try hard, I, my hardest to make sure that what I give you always is worth way more than whatever you're going to give me. Yeah. So. You know that, and, and and you know sometimes I have to dig deep, <laughs> depending on what I'm charging. Sometimes I got to dig deep, but I will dig deep. You know, because helping people is where it's at. And um, I think I'm just running through my head now, just the relationships that I've formed with my clients over the years. It's it's it's. I mean, you know, because initially we and we engage on a professional level, right? But I take the personal and personal training very seriously. So if you at your pain point, if I'm meeting you at the point where you really need the most help, that's an intimate space. And when you're and when you're exercising with people, they're trying something and they struggle and they fail, or they they tucker out more than they want to, and they or they're not as strong as they'd like to present. Man, a lot of stuff comes out. You know, I you know you know I say hairdressers, barbers, bartenders, and if the, if you got the right personal trainer. You know, we get a lot of stuff, man. I got a lot of, you know, this shoulder gets wet sometimes, you know, pre-COVID, you know, and um, and not from sweat, people crying. And, um, but once you've met somebody there and then together we team up and, and overcome and, and, and health is wealth. You get healthier, you got a new lease on life. Yeah, we're going to be friends. <laughs> you stuck with me. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to that because as a coach, like I hear everything. I know everything that's going on in my clients' lives. And I always joke too. I'm like, I feel like a bartender right now. I'm like, I tell me all the things, <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> so I can totally relate to that. Right. 
what what would you say has been maybe i could start like a veggie juice bar right oh for sure <laughs> what has been one of the, like the biggest things as starting your own business that you feel like you've had to overcome when it came to like you pursuing this dream uh well again as i mentioned I was in a different industry or different industry heck of a pivot <laughs> to go from like record label jet setting exec to, you know, personal training and fitness and nutrition and wellness. And so though I, now I'm old enough to realize that if I decide I'm going to do it nine times out of 10, I'll be successful with it. But the unknown of jumping out of something that's, you know, and love, and then wondering if you will be successful, especially on your own. Now I'll say this, everybody told me I'd be a successful trainer. So I don't think I necessarily questioned that or else I wouldn't even have tried, but being a successful trainer for myself, when I was in the studio, so I was working for somebody and jumping from there to, okay, I'm going to not only, not only have I pivoted industries, but now I'm going to out and do this and buy my, my own brand, my own business. If I had known that, um, I would be this good this quick, I probably would have done it even sooner. I probably wouldn't even have hung out as long as I did, you know, working for the person. I didn't hang out long. Um, another thing I had to get over is, and I'm still just now kind of getting over this, is as a solopreneur, um, you know, you're used to doing everything yourself and outsourcing certain things just so it can free up your lines and your bandwidth is crucial. Um, now you got to vet who you're with and who, or who you, that said, if I was, a, I, I think that that was probably the biggest thing was realizing when to partner up with somebody and when not to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people can connect the dots with that because I think that's a common theme. Like leave, when you leave one industry and you go into another industry and you're doing it on your own, you're, you're so used to knowing, like you have the, the skill sets for your past job and like you learned all these things and you know what to do and you get in there and you do it. And then when you start your own business, like you're doing everything in your business. Like you're like, I'm sending out newsletters. I'm trying to figure out what my processes are for my business, what my systems are, um, what my brand looks like. I have to build a website. I have to make copy. I have to do all these things. And we, for you, like, you don't realize until you get into the mix, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many components to running a business. You're like, this is hard work. It looks so easy from the outside. And then you hop into it and you're like, okay, this is way more than I can handle. Or you start realizing like, oh, I do need to hire some help. I need to bring some experts in, whether it's a virtual assistant or, um, and I love that you mentioned too, like collaborating with the right people, because you can, there's a lot of people out there that you can that you can connect with. And if you don't have the same values, your brands are going to clash and it's not going to feel like the right relationship and it can do damage sometimes too. So I think it's important that we really take a look at every partnership that we're doing and make sure that there's similar values, similar missions for where we're going. Otherwise it's like one of those things that can impact your personal brand. And then that stays with you for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure, for sure. And, and, and you know, and sometimes the missions rhyme, the acumen does not. And that, that, can, that can just really stink, you know. Um, but fortunately, even through the missteps, 
there's always been some little canary in the mind for me throughout this journey that has let me know that I'm going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is like your definition of success? Mm. My definition of success. My definition of success would be anything that that setting understanding who you are understanding what your what fulfill and uh fulfilling that purpose in a manner that not only benefits you but anything one that's important to you yeah i love that thank you um Tell us a little bit about like, what does a dream client look like to you? Can you tell us like maybe a story about a client that you've worked with or um, some of your favorite ways to work with your clients? Dream clients, wow. I will say this, the less dreamy the client, uh, the more excited I get because it gives me an opportunity to figure something new out and I'm such a nerd and, I, and in terms of my research with each of my clients that I have just, I have files on every single client because I see patterns, I, it helps me with the next client that's in that case. So I have a, if I have a diabetic, you know, in year one, then come year four, I remember, and I always name the program after the first client of that type. So that said, without mentioning names, because if I mention one name, another client's gonna be like, wait, I thought I was your dream client. <laughs> but I'll say this, the dream, the dream client is the compliant client. The dream client is the client that knew, knew they came to me, hired me because they had a reason, because they needed help, acknowledged me as the expert that's gonna help them, and then has faith in what I'm, and then does it. When I have clients that do that, they hit their numbers like clockwork. And it's brilliant to see. I have a client right now that we've been training for a little bit over a year. And when I first got this guy, he, I still have the, the initial note that he sent me when he, when he was hiring me. And he was like, look, I have zero gym and I, I, ride, I ride bikes daily, but, but, you know, but I, that's it. I don't, have, I don't even know my way around a gym. I don't know anything about weights. I know nothing about nothing. This guy's chin-ups now, he's got muscles, he's cut, he's, you know, he's at like, he averages like 10% or less body fat, all this jazz. I mean, even I average 10% body fat right now. Like, I am jealous of my client. That's, that's a dream client. When I'm looking at my client, like, man, look at, and it gives me joy because this guy just followed everything I told him. He got it. He understood it. And, and. It was just off to the race. It isn't like that. However, that doesn't mean that, again, like I, like I led, that doesn't mean that I'm not intrigued because I know some trainers that don't like working with clients that are challenging. Yeah. Whereas to me, I'm here for the challenging client because, you know, it's like saying, um, I don't know, it's like being a lawyer and saying I work with people who, who have open and shut cases. Like, that's not even a good example. I, I think that what I'm saying is that if the bigger the problem needed, the more what I'm doing is necessary. So if you're obese or you've got, you know, type two, 
whatever it is, come on, because I'm here to help. And if I can't do it, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give it every shot I can and that I got to do in the background to help you out. I will do that because that's how seriously I take my purpose. So, so yeah, on one hand, the, the client, well, easy is nothing. The easiest client is the compliant client. The dream client is the one who is at their ropes and has a situation that just seems untenable. And then we succeed together. Oh man, that just makes me feel so great when it's all done. It, it you know, I can't tell you how many times a birthday party for you know a client because most of my clients end up becoming friends. Yeah. And I'll meet somebody in their family or in their circle, and they'll be like, "Oh, you're cootie," and I'll be like, "Why?" <laughs> and they'll be like, "Something maybe they complained about their session." They'll be like, "Well, we knew X Y Z when." They were boom, 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 and now they're healthy and no longer insulin dependent, or they lost, you know, half their half their weight. You know, they used to weigh two hundred fifty pounds. Now they weigh one sixty. You're the reason. Handshake that man. That's that and a doctor. Any any of my clients' doctors report saying, "Hey, whatever you're doing, you need to continue doing because it is working miracles." Those are the two. That's that's why I do this. Yeah. That's why I do this. Those are my report cards. That's what I look for every single, every single client. I so love that. Like your passion for your clients and like the partnership that you create with them totally shines through when you're talking about it. And that totally lights you up, which is like the best thing ever for any business owner. So I'm so, so honored that you're here just telling us all about this and sharing your journey of like how you work with your clients and like the amazing movement that you're creating in the world to help people really figure out who the heck they are and like how to get back to like that healthy mm. place for themselves so thank you for that um before we wrap up i thank always you. love to do um some rapid fire questions with my guests just to kind of get to know cootie just a little bit more so that we can have some fun and you don't have to go crazy okay. um but um i'm curious and i'm actually really curious about this one are you binge watching anything right now do you watch any tv I do watch TV when I can. Uh, the COVID era has provided for me to actually sit still a little bit. Uh, my binge watching uh, night is Friday night once once the kid is asleep and I just stay up all night and I'll watch things. Um, what was the last thing that I binge watched? Oh, I was catching up on WandaVision. Mm, it's a Marvel, the Marvel comics deal. And if I didn't understand what I was doing, it was it was cute, but I but it wasn't giving me that Marvel thing. And then like come about episode four or five, it just flips on the dime, and then it all makes sense and almost too much sense. And it's just this is freaking incredible. And I start to geek out like I'm geeking out now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have not seen that one, so I will check it out when I'm binge watching my Friday night this week too. <laughs> um, what are you? What are you watching? Just in case it's something I need to catch up on. Oh, what am I watching? Um. Bridgerton, is that how you say it? It's the new show on Netflix. Bridgerton, yes. And yes, yes I, I feel like I'm always yes. saying something wrong. Oh my gosh, it's so freaking good. And I just heard that they're making a season two. Thank goodness, because I'm like ready for it now. How? Who knows? How? A season two? I'll, okay, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but great acting in there though. Some oh. really great acting. Every side of it from like bringing everybody together and their acting skills and like you can feel 
the scenes, like the passion come through. It's such an incredible, and it's like, I think it's based in like the 1800s. So it's like a super fun era. I totally would have loved to have been alive back then. <laughs> um, what, yeah, are you, yeah. what are you, what are you reading? Do you have a book on your nightstand? Um, I have a book on my nightstand called, uh, oh, it's called The Toxin Terminator. I did an interview on, on um, this podcast and, uh, and, and it's, it's called, the, to- the, the, the podcast is also called The Toxin Terminator. And I was just so, it's, you would think it's not that, let me back up. You would think that fitness professionals all kind of speak the same language, but that approach when it comes down to nutrition and, and detoxification, Amy and I were just, we've been knowing each other and she was gracious enough to uh, shoot me her book and uh, I, I love it. And for anybody that's really trying to get themselves together, she di- she dives deep in a way that you can't understand. But you'll be you'll you'll sit back and marvel at how many <laughs> how many toxins are around you. And then when she tells you, she, she kind of tells you, okay, look, this is all happening. This is all real. Don't freak out. But you know, here's some bite-sized ways to get started on being healthier and being better. But yeah, the Toxin Terminator. I'm reading that right now. Um, I'm trying. If there's any other books that I'm reading. Um, Cause I've got a stack of them. I, ch- I try to keep myself reading or listening to an audio book, but lately business has kind of distracted me. Um, but yeah, Toxin Terminator, that's the book I'm reading right now. Awesome. I'll have to check that one out because it's definitely an interesting topic. Amy but- Carlson is her name. Amy, Amy Carlson. Carlson. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And um, who has been the biggest influence in your life? If you could name one person Wow, the biggest influence in my life, my mother. My mother is an entrepreneur, a successful businesswoman, um, uh, an amazing human being. She's a um, she. She's big in the in the community. She's big in the boardroom. She's big in the family. She sets an, exe- an incredible for example, she's actually astute in terms of just her financial competence is, you know, is untouched and, and, and she's, she's instilled that in my sister and I, since we were kids, my sister's an accountant. Um, she, and just her pursuit with life, she, she loves life and she's very fair. She gives you space to be you, um, but always has a word of advice when you're ready for it. And um, she's strong. My, my mother's amazing. Yeah. My Amen. dad's dope too, but Amen for mom. But I got, but I gotta give that to my mom. Yeah. No. Yeah. And she yeah. likes nice cars. I got, got that. <laughs> You're like, you can go car shopping with mama. That's a good. That's a good match. <laughs> I have. I have. I mean, man, I've been with. I'm. Yeah, man. We've gone car shopping, man. My mom. My mom is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm curious what your morning routine looks like. Morning routine. Ooh, so probably uh, wake up at four, uh, meditate, pray, read, read some scripture, um, have something to treat my mind right. Um, I will uh, juice some green veggies. I take um, 
minimum spinach and cucumber have that within 90 minutes of um within 90 minutes of waking up before you do anything else i'm telling you if you do it it will change your life you i'm giving everybody that for free all right juice veggies no fruit just veggies um uh then i look over my day in terms of clients and just and look at their sessions look at their numbers and see if there's anything i need to tweak before i actually start training them um once i train them uh think uh actually somewhere in the morning especially now in the COVID era my daughter's going to run down from her virtual school and and say good morning to her she's a star everybody every every one of my clients knows my daughter because she always you know will pop in a session and you know she's cute enough to get away with it <laughs> and um and then if there is time in between sessions i always try to find some time to do at least five minutes of working out um, I have these moves called super moves that are literally a whole workout in like four to six minutes or less. If you go to my Instagram page, you can hashtag Friday finishers, you'll see some of them. Um, then I take some time to do my admin, uh, cook. And then from there, like once, once the day, once the midday hits, then, you know, you know, if uh, the family brings something to me that I need to address, I kind of deal with it from there. And that's, that's my, those are my days, Monday to Friday at the time. Like I said, Friday night, I put everybody to sleep and start binge watching. You're like, and then it's my time, <laughs> which totally brings me to my next right. question. What is, what is your happy spot when you need to like reflect or reset and recharge? Is there something you like to do or somewhere you like to go to do that? You know, it used to be music and I still love music. Um, but this sounds wild as I'm saying it because I was never this guy. I've been running for years. I started running uh, when my daughter was about to be born because I wanted to, I wanted to be, I didn't, I disliked running so much that, I, and I saw how uncomfortable pregnancy could be. I was like, you know what, I want to empathize. As an empath, I wanted to be able to come home and just feel as uncomfortable as she did. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go for runs <laughs> and just put myself in, in what I considered even as a fitness enthusiast. And the habit stuck. And I started and I run on purpose. And now, given all things, you know, life, that 30 minute run is the one time where I'm just sort of, sort of just by myself with my, you know, so running is my sanctuary now. Yeah, I, I, I'm laughing. Crazy. I can't believe I said that. I, I'm laughing because I always joke with my family and my friends that if I'm running, there's a bear. So you better friggin' bolt out of here. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm not a runner either. That um, used to be the case. <laughs> that used to be the case. And I was an, I'm, I'm lifelong athlete, but I was a sprinter, you know, so 100 meters, 200 meters, maybe 400, but a mile. If I was running a mile when I was an athlete, it meant that I did something wrong. The coach was mad at me and I was being, up until maybe two years ago, saw running as punishment. But yeah. I actually, you know, started competing in 5Ks and started like, you know, getting medals and stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny to me now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, you definitely need to see a bear if I'm running, but that's, that's okay. I have other things <laughs> that running. So if you're running, we need to run too. If you're running, we need to run too, yes, huh? Run, run. <laughs> um, 
And my, my last question for you is if I could give you a plane ticket and send you anywhere in the world, which I know I can't do right the second, but if I could, where would you travel to and why? Hmm. I've been a lot of places. I've been a lot of places. So it'd have to be somewhere that I have not been before. Uh, or somewhere I loved to go. Man, um, wow, where do I want to go next? Somewhere super far, like Tahiti. That sounds Something good. like Tahiti, I think. Either, either Tahiti or, or somewhere um, continental Africa that I haven't been. Maybe the Mauritius Mar Islands or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I've got family all over the planet. So, you know, yeah. I've been a lot of places, but yeah, I haven't been to those two. Yeah. Well, hopefully one day soon you can. Um, and if you, if, yeah, if you haven't. Yeah, if you haven't been, go to Bali. Mm. Go to Bali. You will love it. Bali love, love, is, love, love, love it. Bali is actually on my list as like the top place that I always think about going next would be to Belize. I keep seeing like these beautiful like resorts, okay. like the little tiki houses on top of the water mm. where like the glass bottom of the house. And I'm like, oh, that so needs to be me. I need yes. to be there. That's like my haven. It sounds amazing. <laughs> it is. So check this out. My honeymoon was in the Maldives. And the first time I ever saw those tiki houses with the glass bottoms, I just, I just see those pictures on posters that would say, you know, something really profound. And I was like, what is that? And I kept Googling the house on the water, da, 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 and the Maldives came up. So that's where that's we where went for went. our honeymoon. And let me say, Maldives was flawless. Now, what I heard back then was that fast forwarding to now in a couple of years, the expectation is that the Maldives will be completely submerged underwater. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping that COVID lifts before you get it, you know, before you get it, before that happens. So you get a chance to go there, go to the Maldives, view cut on deal, go to the Maldives. Okay. Go to the Maldives. Will, that's, will, that's where you want to go. I'm going to research it as soon as we wrap up our call today, because <laughs> I'm itching to go anywhere. Everything you see in the pictures, everything you see in the pictures are literally the way it looks. Mm -hmm. I remember taking pictures with my phone and they, everything looked like a postcard. <laughs> that's awesome. Go. Yeah. Kudi, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. Um, where can people connect with you at? Where would, where do you send them to? Um, I love for people to connect with me on Instagram. Um, you get a chance to see what's going on with me in terms of fitness and nutrition, but also just life in general. And that's at Kudi Mac at K-U-E as in Tom, I, M as in Mary, A-C-K. At Cootie Mac on Instagram is, is the best way to catch me. Um, Facebook, you can find me at B-Y-B-D Fitness. That's Be Your Best Daily Fitness. So B-Y-B-D Fitness. So you just enter that, you'll find my page on Facebook. And that's two ways to get me. Perfect. And I know you have a free gift for everyone. Oh, oh, I'm, 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 I forgot one. I forgot one. My website. <laughs> My website, BYBD Fitness and Nutrition, the, the, that's, that's home base for me. And you can, and you can find Instagram and, and uh, Facebook and all that jazz on my actual website. So you can do that too, BYBD Fitness. Perfect. 
Perfect. And then I know you have a free gift for everybody. Can you tell everybody what that is and where to find it? Yes, for indulging me and my conversation, my story, and especially as we've been talking about how stressful 2020 was and 2021 still sort of feels like, what I have are what I call the BYB de-stressors. They are six of my absolute favorite and effective ways to totally de-stress. And the beauty of it is most, if not all of them work in 60 seconds or less. So what I want you to do, we just talked about how you can contact me, find me on uh, Instagram or like my Facebook page. So at BYBD Fitness and just um, send, send a note or a DM to me saying, um, hmm, um, yes. And I'll know that you, if you, if you send me a message saying de-stress, I'll know that you heard me here or saw me here and I, and I will send you, oh, and, and send me your email ass too. And I'll send you absolutely for free my six favorite ways of de-stressing and they work, they work, they work. You've got six options. So one doesn't work as well as the other, no big deal, because one of them's gonna work and that one that does work, you'll be so amazed that you actually now have this power. Yes, amazing. Kudi, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been so fun talking to you and um, I just wish you so much success as you continue on this journey. Thank you, thank you for sharing your platform. This has been amazing, you're amazing. I love your show, I love what you do and um, it's an honor to be here and if you need me for anything else, just let me know, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly do this again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that's another episode of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. We will see you next week. Go out there and be awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.